Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. Good to see you. Good to be here. Dad, uh, how you doing? Yeah, doing great. Um, thanks for thanks for being here. Yeah, it's good to be here. Wow, good to our be worship here. was really so special, good. wasn't it? It was yeah. really great. Really I'm good. so Love glad you guys worshiped with us, and what a powerful moment. Powerful moment. We haven't done that song in, um, it's been like probably two, three years. It's yeah. Been a, it's been a while. Yeah. But it's so good. I love it. Well, timely. Yeah. Um, and oh, I love what you said. I just wanted to mention before we got started, um, you mentioned screen fatigue. Yeah. And so that just made me think, I just wanted to let everybody know um, if you don't like watching content, but you like listening to content, uh, get to the Gregory Dickout podcast. It's on every podcast platform and every, you know, experience that we do here, every message that you preach, it all goes really? to the podcast. So oh, if yeah. you're subscribed on iTunes or Spotify, everything, yeah. everything goes to podcast. Everything. So Love yeah, it. every, every message, every Sunday, every moments, uh, you can check that all, all out on the podcast. Uh, just look Thanks, up the Gregory Dickout podcast. So if you like to listen, want to recommend you do that, subscribe, and uh, let's get into tonight. Yeah, um, moments. I'm excited because there's a few things that I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about. Uh, the first thing is what we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, which is simplicity. Actually, we've kind of been talking about that for, um, I guess, a couple months now or, yeah. or more. And just we've really been focusing on simplifying everything that... Well, I mean, a lot from, from what we believe, how we, how we live as Christians, how we read the word and how we study scripture, how we interact with each other, how we do life and work and family. It's just, we've really been trying to emphasize simplifying. I think we've just come out of a, a culture that's been so busy and so much complication, complexities, and, and we've gotten, gotten stuck in this season where we're not really doing as much as we once were. So we want to take advantage of that yeah. by really whittling down our lives to the most important things. Essentialism is how I refer to it. And, uh, and so I want to get into that. I know you've got some thoughts on that. Um, I do. And, I, I, I yeah. do, but, but I, and fire I, away. I, well, I just, I think I want to we'll go. What I'm hoping to get out of tonight is just some practical steps that we can take uh, on what are some things that we can simplify in our lives. Um, so we go from, you know, understanding that concept and understanding the importance of, of focusing on the essentials and really getting it, really getting into the weeds a little bit with our lives of what, where should we, where are some areas that we can, we can simplify that we maybe haven't thought of or haven't talked about yet. Yeah, so. I want people to be able to have some takeaways tonight. I want you to be able to take away something with you that you can practically implement in your life. And I want people to, to feel the I think you got to give yourself, it, it starts, in my opinion, and I've been studying this really for the last eight months because one of the first things that, that, um, that came to me, the first, one of the first things that I taught our church when the pandemic started was we've been given an opportunity to reprioritize our lives. And I felt like God said to me, strip away the complicated and, and there will be a revival of simplicity. And this is what we need. And I, I put it in those words or God put it in those words. I don't mean to make it sound religious, like a revival of simplicity. But I really believe that there is um, there needs to be this this catching this wave. We need to there's a wave of opportunity that's been given to us to to simplify our lives and to focus on the things that really matter. And I think it starts with giving yourself permission I think we have to give ourselves permission to simplify our lives yeah. because the world sells us 
this idea that, it, and I've studied this, it's, it's called complexity bias, and I don't mean to get technical mm, here with no, people, but there's a term that is used called, that marketing, marketers use this terminology in the world, and, and, and they, they capitalize on the selling people on the idea that complicated is better, mm. that complicated means you're wealthier, that you're being more successful if something's more complicated. So it's called com uh, complexity bias, and it's seen in our culture everywhere. Like, and here's the best example. Like, yeah. I don't even know what they call the sizes of drinks in a Starbucks, mm -hmm. but like, I think the tall one is yeah. really the small, small one. one. Yeah. And so yeah. whenever you have a message being sent from such a powerful company and such a successful company, and I'm not saying that this is their, that they're doing this intentionally, but this is what is like, when I first walked into a Starbucks and I haven't been to one lately, cause frankly, there's just too much to choose from. And I don't know any of the language. I don't know. I don't know yeah. the difference between some of these drinks. It used to be like when I grew up, we'd go to my grandma's house uh -huh. and we would have, she would have a, a platter of drinks and it'd be Maxwell House coffee would be one of Love the drinks it. you could have, or orange juice or Coke. <laughs> yes. These is those are the essentials, honestly. Those, that was it. That's all you got to, yep. that's all you get to choose revive, from. Revive there wasn't any other choice. And she brought it to you, and all you had to do was take one. You so didn't even great. have to you, you didn't have to really put a lot of thought into it. But when when I walked when I first walked into a Starbucks, I didn't understand the language because they're calling things something more complicated than what they are. There was so many choices, it's overwhelming, and really when it all is said and done, it's just all pretty much the same ingredients, coffee, coffee of some sort, milk of some, some sort, sort, and sugar of yep. some sort, yeah. mixed in some way, cold or hot, and some various, com various combination. And to me, I'm just a Dunkin' Donuts guy yep. that put, give me a Dunkin' Donuts original or, or the French, French vanilla French roast. flavor French, French, yeah. in the Keurig, or whatever yep. they call those little machines, and boom, and it's done. And, but the idea that you're walking into this hip, cool uh, coffee yeah. place that's not called a coffee place, it's called Starbucks. Right. And it's so complicated and you have to be, it's almost like only the cool people True. are supposed to go there and, and the hip people are supposed to go there and people mm -hmm. that are with it. And it's, it really is an example of complexity bias in our world where it must be it must be better because it's more complex it must be better but here's the thing with complexity mm -hmm. versus simplicity is that the more complex something is the more things that can go wrong when something's more complex and complicated yeah, yeah. and that's what that's i'm really good. i'm saying to people the more complicated our lives are the more that can go wrong the yeah. more that we can strip our lives away, strip away the complicated and revive the simplicity of the gospel, the simplicity of our devotion to Jesus, to one another and to the hurting, yeah. the, the, the less things can go wrong That's good. when you live without complexity and you live in simplicity. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is your point, but also thinking about um, the, some of the most annoying people are the people that just use big words all the time. Yeah, that too. Just, like like ones like I just used, no, complexity yeah, yeah, yeah. bias. Yeah, it's so annoying. <laughs> no, 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 but you know what I mean? Like that's, you know, without, you can say a lot without saying anything. Yeah. Uh, and so, but anyway. Right. No, um, true. So where, where, I guess that's like, what's the next step? I mean, we want 
I think we can all agree we, we, we want that. We want simplicity. Uh, we want, we don't want things going wrong. We want to, you know, so like where, where would you, where do you think we need to start or kind of direct our focus first and foremost? Well, like I said, number one, um, give yourself permission to be simple. Give yourself permission to celebrate simplicity, to celebrate the simple things, to celebrate the fact that you can get up in the morning and you can praise God mm. and you can get up in the morning and you can thank God for salvation. You can thank God for yeah. the people in your life and you can thank God for him in your life. I think that that's where it starts. We have to give our like the idea that moving from your moment of thankfulness in the morning to your busy life is, mm. is really what I'm trying to tell people. Yeah. That's the that's what we're trying to strip away. I get it. Life is busy at times, but it's it doesn't have to be as busy as we make it. If we strip mm -hmm. away the things, it's sort of like yeah. somebody saying, I have so many bills that I can't afford. You know, I, I, I can't afford, uh, you know, I'm losing this and I'm losing that. I can't afford this. I can't afford that. But the reason people have so many bills is for one simple reason, Robert. I know this is going to be like rocket science when I say this, but the reason people have so many bills is because they have so many bills. bills yeah. And if they stop needing so many things, mm -hmm. if we stop needing so many things, we won't have so many bills. Mm -hmm. Do we really need like, like I don't watch the news mm -hmm. much anymore because I'm so, I don't know, just tired of hearing so much opinions back and forth yeah. and the d divisiveness of it all. Mm. Um, I just would rather find my own sources of news and information other than the media. So I, I, I when I go to bed, I used to go to bed and watch the news and and um, or, 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 you know, watch a, a, a news that I pre-recorded or some mm -hmm. program that I like. And then I I stopped doing that yeah. a few weeks or months ago. And you know what I do? I I have my phone and I got a little app and it's in on this app is a uh, raindrops. It's mm. raining. Love it. And I just push that and your mother, you know, she's yeah. like, yeah, turn that up. <laughs> and it were rocking and rolling with so the raindrops, good. you know, <laughs> I bet you, I bet you're sleeping a lot better. It's so much yeah. better. It's yeah. so much That's better. So good. I just, and it plays for like an hour and a half until and it takes me sometimes a while to fall asleep. Yeah. So it, I just let it play and I'm praying tongues or think about things or I just thank God. Mm. And it's just quiet mm. except for the rain. Yeah. And your mother's always like, hey, that sounds like it's really raining out mm. there. So, you know, I'm not selling that app, but it's a good one. But I love uh, that. no, yeah, that's so, so that's good. that's the first step well, right there. But that's there's so many so many things that my mind is kind of racing as you're talking about that. But the first thing that stands out to me is we uh, I think so often uh, just convolute and, and, and like get so many things in our mind or in our lives day to day, we're, from minute to minute we pack so much in, and we don't give ourselves a lot of space to just be us yeah. and, and, and really let God speak. I think one of the reasons why many of us struggle hearing the voice of God is because we don't actually listen for the voice of God, right? We, yeah. we don't actually create space to let God speak. We're just filling our time with, if it's not work, it's taking care of kids and family. If it's not that, then it's entertainment and escapism and watching stuff and, and get, you know, watching the news, listening to the news, listening to podcasts, whatever. And a lot of that stuff is great. You can fit that into your life and still be healthy, but when it is so packed in and you yeah. don't give yourself any. So I think 
what you're what I, what I'm hearing you say is really challenge uh, kind of the the rhythm of our our, our day and our lives uh, to not just say, well, this is what I've always done, and let me just hope that I get better. But what can I challenge and, and, and change? And to yeah. not feel like you're um, inferior if you're not busy all the time. Oh, not yeah, feel like that. you're failing if you're not busy all the time, that you're not maximizing your day if you're not busy all the time. That, that, those mindsets are crippling mm. to the health of people's soul. And Man. Jesus said, he said, come to me, all that are weary and heavy laden in Matthew chapter 11. Come to me, all that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light, and you'll find rest for your souls. This is the gospel. It's simple. Mm -hmm. Come to me, all who are weary. Like he's not even saying, come to me, you lost sinners. He's saying, come to me because you're tired. Come to me because you're weary. Come to me because you just feel like giving up. Come to me, the weary, you feel fatigued, you feel heavy, you feel weighed down by life. He said, come to me. The, the, the number one solution to weariness and fatigue and burnout is to come to Jesus. Yeah. And and then I love what he says in Hebrews chapter four and chapter three, he says it once. And then in chapter four, he says it again. But Paul says today, because you're talking about hearing God's voice. Mm-hmm. He said it just reminded me today, if you hear my voice, God said through the apostle today, and he was quoting an Old Testament scripture today, if you hear my voice, do not harden your heart as they did back in Meribah, one of the places uh, where the children of Israel got bitter and they fell in the wilderness. He said today. So it, he's talking about today, like mm-hmm. he's not talking about yesterday. He's not talking okay. about tomorrow. We'll get to that. We already went to yesterday. We're, we're going to get to tomorrow. Right now you have today. Today, mm. if you hear my oh, voice, don't harden your heart. So we have to do it today. We have to tune in today. Yeah. Number one. And then number two, we have to. He said, if you hear my voice, like he's always talking. So it's up to us whether we're hearing, whether we're listening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we have That's to awesome. pay attention to that voice. And then he says, do not harden your heart. So once you hear that voice, receive it, accept it. Don't reject it, even if it's I mean, first of all, I think when people talk about hearing God's voice, how do we know if we're hearing God's voice? Just answer this question real okay. quick. Yep. God's voice always starts with love because yep. God is love. Yep. God's voice doesn't start with a shout. It doesn't start with anger. It, it, his anger has passed away anyway because he put all his his wrath on Jesus. But my point is, is that when Jesus came up out of the waters of baptism, the first thing that we hear God saying to him was, you are my dearly loved son. Yeah. You are my beloved son. So the voice we don't ever hear the voice of God prior to that in the Gospels. That's the first time we hear God's voice. And what is he saying to Jesus? He doesn't say, here's the plan, son. We're going to do this for 30 for three years. And I want you to go to this city and I want you to go to this area and I want you to grab these disciples and I want he didn't say, here's the plan. What was God's voice was not here's the plan. Here's Mm. the strategy. Mm. God's voice wasn't here's the job you should do or here's the person you should marry or here's the house you should live in. God's voice is not about those things. Those are choices that God gave us 
the power and the privilege to make those choices. Right. But right. what God was saying to Jesus wasn't here's the strategy, son. God said to Jesus, you're my beloved son. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love you. Yeah. If you guys put Mark 111 up there, especially in the New Living Translation, he says, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. That's simplicity. Mm -hmm. You are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. That is what I'm after in my relationship with God. I want to hear his voice of love because he if Jesus if his message to Jesus was, I love you, son. <laughs> yeah. And he's and he's supposed to die for the sins of mankind and he's supposed to preach the gospel everywhere and heal everywhere and do good everywhere he goes. He's saying the same thing to me as mm -hmm. he is. So are we in this world, the Bible says. So whatever God's saying to Jesus, he's saying to you and to me and to it's you really guys good. that are watching. Really good. And um, so his voice is always a voice of love that brings calm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't bring activity, you know, hurried activity and rush, rush, rush. It brings calm. Jesus was calm everywhere he went. He did. He accomplished everything in God's will. Yeah. In three yeah. years. Yeah, that's crazy. And he never was in a hurry. Mm. In fact, he was late in in some people's opinion to Lazarus, you know, and he ended up dying. Jairus's daughter and she ended up dying, but he raised both of them from the dead because yeah. he's not in a hurry. And that's why that's why we talk about trusting God. Yeah. Since he's the oh, God man. that raises the dead. Anyway, there's so Keep much going. there's so much there. I'm like having uh, like just ADD because I can't figure out where where I want to go because there's so many places. But on that note, it's pretty wild to think about just this is just a random thing, but that Jesus ministry was only three years. And right. then like this is such a this is uh, such an example of leadership. He did ministry for three years and then he handed it off to a group of people that he yeah. that he raised up. And so I think for any any leaders that Imper are that imperfect are, people. Yeah, yeah, way. yeah. So like I just us. that's that uh, example of raising people up and releasing is pretty powerful. I don't think like we realize that like, yeah, Jesus wasn't doing miracles for 30 years of his life. He was it was a three year period that he was like, boom, done, handed off to these guys. And then that's that's discipleship. So yeah, and I think it's no, I think that's really good. And I think it's important uh, to point out what really grabs me is that there's I think that no matter whether somebody's a Christian or not, everybody can agree that Jesus was the most influential person yeah. in the history of the world. Yeah, uh, the whole our whole dating system of, you know, the 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 date, the year that we're in, uh, okay. the time of the, yeah, da dating <laughs> like, fine, you know, go do, do that, guys, <laughs> everybody go out and date. But uh, <laughs> but um, the 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 whole time, yeah. all of time revolves around yeah. Jesus entrance into this world. Wild. And so being the most influential person in the world and to your point, yet he only spent three mm -hmm. active years of ministry. And in those three years, like you said, he handed his business, mm -hmm. his father's business to tax collectors, yeah. fishermen. You know what, what? What were they? We like to call them happy, imperfect people yep. because we like to call ourselves that right. because you have to be happy with your imperfections. Yes. Not that doesn't mean that you have to be happy with sins. Mm. It means you have to be happy in spite of the fact that there's always going to be a process. Yeah. yeah. And we're always going to be a work in progress. You got to you got to learn to be happy. 
I can't be happy as soon as I change this in my life or I'll be happy as soon as I have this kind of person in my life or I'll be happy as soon as I get rid of. You know, when you'll be happy is when you accept the fact that your life is going to be filled with imperfections, mm. filled with unfulfilled duties that you didn't get done. Un you're going to have checklists in life that you don't get accomplished. And that's OK, because if 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 what you can do is focus on the simple life that Jesus talks about and the simple life that we're talking about. And there's a scripture I want to get to later uh, as time permits that uh, that really makes it even simpler yeah, than what, cool. what I'm making it. This is when people are really going to be happy. Mm. Simplicity is one of the greatest secrets to happiness in our lives. And yeah. I think that it behooves us to lay hold mm -hmm. of the simplicity of the gospel, the simplicity of a relationship with God and the simplicity of what we're here for. Yeah. And yeah. we don't have to make it more complicated than we do. Right. Right. I, I have a question to ask you because um, you were talking about hearing. That's so good, by the way, everything that, you, that you're sharing right now, I'm just like trying to get it all. Um, you were talking about hearing the voice of God, and this may not be where you want to go, so we could probably just take two minutes, but I, I wanted to just bounce something off of you. Uh, like devotionals, daily devotions, like spending time with God. And because what you said was what a lot of people do, and I'm, I'm guilty of this, I think a lot of people can admit this is how we go sometimes. We open up our day in like time with God, reading the word, praying, you know, giving that, you know, giving that space for God. And then we go right into the, right into our day. Yeah. And we don't even like acknowledge anything that we heard God speak or prayed about. It's like we yeah. have that time and then everything else just goes right back to normal. So um, one thing that I, I like am trying and I kind of want you to just speak into um, and give, give me what you think is the best route. But I feel like what I started doing and I'm trying, I don't know if this is the right thing, but <laughs> sorry, I keep saying that. Um, I, I'm spending a few minutes with God, not sitting down and trying to do 30 minutes every day or a 60 minute you know, period of praying in tongues or even 15 minutes sometimes, just three or four minutes picking a scripture in the word and letting God speak to me through that. But then That's awesome. as I go throughout my day, instead of really putting all this weight on this one moment in the morning, I'm trying to remember as much as I possibly can the presence of God. Yes. Remember that God's with me yes. and remember that thing that he spoke to me in the morning and bring it into whatever situation I'm in. And just even just an acknowledgement of like, before I step into this, God, you're with me and yeah. you're, I'm going to follow your lead in the midst of this. Um, yeah, that's the best. So, yeah, no, like that, uh, if thoughts I wait, on devotions, like time well, with God. I think, like, I, think, I think both are, yeah, I think yes. it's not one without the other but it's especially not one without the other, especially yeah. not having a devotional time with God and then not hear, listening to him throughout the day, not right. walking right. in peace and love throughout the day. It's not having a devotion kind of makes up for the rest of your day that's going to be, you know, angry and yes. and thoughtless and unthankful and unkind to people. Um, and 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 unintentional, like just bumbling yeah. through life. No, I, I think I think it's I think the bigger the bigger piece and the bigger pic picture is that God is with us at all times and we should feel the freedom at all times to go boldly to the throne of his grace mm -hmm. to receive mercy, grace, help in our time of need. Hebrews 4, 16 tells us, but also to talk to him, to listen to him. Uh, one of the one of the foundational books that I read as an early Christian in my life was 
by a, a, a man named Brother Lawrence. And he wrote a book called Practicing the Presence of God. Hmm. And he was a, and, and at the time when I got saved, I was a cook at this country club. And I, I think if I remember correctly, Brother Lawrence's job was he was a cook. And so he said he spent all his time as a cook cooking, talking to God cool. and listening to his voice. Yeah. And so he writes this book called Practicing the Presence of God, which was all about that God is with me the whole yeah, time. So, so for me to limit God to 20 minutes of my day, for mm -hmm. me to limit myself to God's presence and to God's pleasure and to God's voice for just a handful of minutes. Now, if I'm doing that as a as a jumpstart yeah. to my day, yeah. it's great. I do that. I jumpstart my day with I, it's, prayer. Yeah, I jumpstart my day with scripture. Sometimes I just wake up late. And, and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you, can, you don't have a jump. Sometimes you need to be jumped. You yeah, need a jump true. start because your true. battery's dead. Yeah. And <laughs> so the, those are like, I think the, the problem with religion is it sells us compartmentalized, mm. a, com a compartmentalized life rather than a simple life. It's yeah. like you, you, here's what it means to be holy. You have to spend a certain amount of time yeah. for, with God. Then you have to spend a certain amount of time with your family and a certain amount of time at your job and a certain amount of time helping the poor. And it's compartment. You have to be holy and you got to make sure that you purge yourself of all sinful behavior and habits and thoughts. And it's like, when are we going to realize the world is the world is full of people who are sinners yeah. and the church <laughs> is full of people that are sinners that have been saved. Yes, we're saved and we're the righteousness of God. We're not sinners anymore by by birth because we're born again. But we still we still commit. We still have wrong beliefs. We still treat people wrong. We still don't walk in love, which is to me the two things that Jesus said are the most important things of obeying him are believing him, believing in Jesus and loving one another are the two when it boils all the commandments boil down to those two things. Mm -hmm. And the Old Testament and the New Testament in the New Testament boils down to these two things um, to believe in Jesus and to love one another. Yeah. And so we should be practicing God's presence at our job. We should be practicing God's presence in our car. We mm -hmm. should be practicing God's presence and talking to him yeah. like the guy who put a chair. He was dying. He put a chair by his bed as he was dying. And when people came and visited him, he said, don't sit there because Jesus is sitting there. That's cool. And when he died, the story goes that everybody thought he's crazy. He's out of his mind. But when he died, when they found him, he actually died overnight and they found him. He wasn't in his bed at the hospital that he was at. He was his head was on the, mm -hmm. the seat of the chair. Yeah, because he knew he was putting his head in the in the bosom of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And this is a man who was practicing God's presence. And yeah. that might seem crazy or weird, but I've heard a lot more crazy things in this world. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot more crazy out there than that. And anything yeah, wow. goes in this world that we're living in today. So putting my head on Jesus lap is not so crazy anymore. And imagining myself talking to him and talking to him in the middle of the day or saying, excuse me, for just one moment, I got to go ask a, a, a friend something and talking to God for a minute. I know that might sound it. like, I well, it. I don't want to be like that. That's too holy. That's too you know, religious. Yeah. No, that's the opposite of religious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not that's limiting cool. God. 
mm-hmm. to our prayer closet, yes. we're yes. Ha- we have an unlimited relationship with God to live in his closet, which is bigger than this whole earth. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. That's, my, that's really that's good. That's my thought on that. I love that. That's super helpful. Um, so you mentioned you had a scripture uh, that you wanted to bring up. I know we're yeah, we don't have much the, time left. Home, do we? Home Boy, we are, where, where, where did all the time go? Do you want to do you want to cover? Do you want to go somewhere else? Because I, I no, I'm, I want to read a couple of scriptures yeah. that really speak to me about simplicity. Okay. And one of them, and you guys are going to have to find the 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 version that I'm reading out of. But listen to what it says in Acts chapter two, verse forty six. It says continually continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart is Acts chapter two, verse forty six. And I think that might be in the New King James Version. I'm not sure some some translations use sincerity of heart. But I love this translation because it uses the word simplicity. I love that word simplicity of heart. Yes, it's the New King James. He says with one accord daily. So they were practicing this simplicity every day with each other in the temple, like we're in the house of God right now, but also breaking bread from house to house. So your house and I know I've shared this a thousand times (laughs) how in the temple and from house to house in Acts 542. But this is a different verse that says the same thing, but it really focuses on the simplicity of heart that they had. Mm. And because of the simplicity of heart, they were praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to the church daily those who were being saved. No wonder he was adding to the church daily because the church was so healthy because the church was rooted in the simplicity of their devotion to Jesus. They were they were rooted in the simplicity of what Jesus did for them and what they could do for each other Mm -hmm. and what they together could do for the world. If you boil it down to that, this is the simplicity of Christianity and the simplicity of life. What Jesus has done for us, what we can do for one another to make each other's lives better and what we can together do for the world to help the poor, to help the suffering, to win the lost at any cost, to get people saved into the family of God and to me, that's stripping things down to the simplest denominator. It's really good. And man always complicates what God simplifies. Yeah. God yeah. said to Adam and Eve, hey, eat from any of these trees. Don't eat from this one. And then the devil came and complicated everything. No, I think God meant this and God's really trying to do this. And all of a sudden that Adam and Eve are letting the devil add more to their life than what God had added. Mm -hmm. God's Mm -hmm. life for them was simple here. Eat all these great trees and have fun and take care of the garden. Just don't eat this one. End of story. Simple. Um, And man complicates it. Jesus said, my one commandment to you is love one another. And as I have loved you, because by this, all men will know that you're my disciples when you have love for one another. And what did man do? They started all these denominations. They started all these religions. They started all these complicated rules. And this is what you need to do this and this and this to make sure you're doing. And what did Jesus say? It all boils down to love, believe and love, believe and love. Okay. so in closing, yeah, 
since no, that's uh, awesome. you, you, you asked what that scripture was. And it's it really was good. And it, this one is now going to be an Old Testament verse. Just to give you an example of how simple God thinks. It's in Micah, chapter six, verse eight. And some of you guys have heard this verse before, but. I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible and says, what does the Lord require of you? To do good, to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God, like once you're born again. I think that really sums it up. Yeah. Do good for one another, not do good to be saved. Once you're saved, we're not saved by our works or saved by grace. We we know that, but people need to be reminded of that all the time to do good. Do what's right. Do good by people. Love kindness. I think we need to love kindness, not just try to be kind. But if you will love kindness, like he says here, like really fall in love with kindness, because kindness is your best friend. And if you are kind, you will be happy, you will be successful and you will be a blessing to everybody that you come in contact with. And the kindness of God leads people to repentance. Mm -hmm. So being kind will get people saved. But he says, do do good, do 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 what's right, love kindness and walk humbly with your God, with Mm. the emphasis is on it's humble and with like, wow, Lord, thank you that I you let me walk with you. That's humble, thankful, simple. Yeah, it's it's the life that God's called us to. I really want to encourage everybody. Simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. Like, don't be ashamed of simplicity. I know we're out of time. I want to pray for you. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your savior and Lord, I want to pray with you. I want you to pray right now because this life of walking with God and listening to God's voice and practicing his presence, it all starts with simply opening the door of your heart and inviting Jesus to come in. Would you if you've never done that before or, you know, somebody that's never done that before, clip this part of the video and send it to them or or share this with somebody. But pray with me if you've never received Jesus as your savior and Lord and just say this out loud, say, Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus Christ into my life as my savior and Lord. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead. Jesus, I invite you come into my life as my savior and Lord. Amen. It's that simple, gang. It's that simple. And on the screen, you should see a link to my book that you can download anywhere in the world. It's absolutely free. It's my gift to you. The power of a new life. It's the next steps in this journey in your relationship with God. And I'm so proud of you. And please let us know if you prayed that prayer with me, please let us know so we can celebrate with you. All the angels in heaven rejoice over one person that gets saved and um, we congratulate you. And I thank everybody. And Rob, I think you you can say this Mm -hmm. as good as I can, but better. But how thankful we are for everybody Mm -hmm. who's 
who's joining us and, I, and I, we want to bless you and yeah. and uh, stay connected, right? Yeah, love love this family, love you guys, and yes, yeah, stay stay connected and and listen, you're you're you just being here is it makes such a difference and being in the chat, saying hello, saying where you're from, saying hello yeah. to somebody else, um, we're in this thing together. So just because we're not physically together does not mean that we are not together, um, together in spirit and uh, yeah. in unity, in community. So um, so yeah, just thank you to everyone. Thank you to everyone who's been so faithful in your giving, your generosity. Yeah, wow. It's made such a difference. We've been able to do so many things just with technology and reaching people that we wouldn't have been able to reach before, people all over the world, places that we aren't even able to go physically, but but we're able to sow, we're able yeah. to be an extension of God's love and introduce people to Jesus who have never heard him before. So all of that is not possible without your support. So I just want to say thank you to everyone thank who's been, you so much, been giving and been, been generous. And um, and that is one of the those three things you mentioned from that New Testament scripture on um, be, doing good to others or do, yeah. doing good together yes. in our world. That's and right. so can we recap those three things real quick before yeah, we go? Yeah, that, that it's all about the, simpli the simplicity of Christianity is simply this. It's what Jesus has done for us. Yep. It's what we can do for one another yep. to serve one another. And it's what we can do together yeah. for the world. Yeah. So to ease the suffering and to win the lost and to help the poor. So I would I would ask everyone watching to ask yourself this week, um, what has God done for me? What's one thing God's done for me? Mm, what's good. one thing that I can do for someone else? And that's what's one thing that I can do together with our church yes. family? for Perfect. our world. So those are those are wow. three questions you can ask yourself this week to take what we talked about. We don't believe in just, just hearing good teaching and talking together about the good things God's done, but really acting on them. And so these are some steps that I think we can all take Love it. to really introduce simplicity into our Christian walk and walk with God. So thank you for giving us that word. Yeah, That's and this really is, awesome. if it's not doing one of those three things, maybe you don't need to be doing it. Love that. <laughs> be yeah. open to stripping and stuff away. Yeah, really great. Love really you guys great. and we bless yes. you in Jesus name. And Lord, give every person peace as they sleep, peace as they face their day, their night, wherever they're heading right now. I bless every person in Jesus name. Amen. We love you guys and we can't wait to see you on Sunday online and daily bread in between. God bless.